This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. I'm right in the eye of the storm of our festive fixture period, and um, I'm feeling pretty good. Did you have a happy holidays? You spent uh, your, fir- I, your first Christmas with your baby? I did, yeah. The holidays holidays were good. Uh, it was. I'm very glad we were here. We didn't have to fly with a three-month-old. Uh, I think the highlight was yesterday. I went to go see this uh, La La Land. Have you heard about this movie? Yeah, with, it's, the, uh, with the gauze. Yeah, it was Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. It is fantastic. Really enjoyed it. And they have this thing at Nighthawk Cinema, which is one of those cinemas where you, uh, you know, you get your ticket and then you actually sit down at a table and you get order food and all that stuff. So, uh, but it was it was an infant showing. So the infants is called Hawks with Babies. And so uh, between zero and one, uh, if, if the baby was between zero and one, you could uh, go to the show. And uh, if baby was crying, no one could look askance at you. It was really, it was it was great for my blood pressure. I have to say. Now you can't name something hawks with babies because if if you just had a baby sitting out in the open, wouldn't you expect a hawk to fly down and snatch the baby up and take it off? Who knows where? I assume every time I'm out with Quinn that uh, something's going to happen to her. <laughs> and you, and you, you fancy yourself a bit of a bird watcher too, so I know you you've always constantly got your eye on the sky. I'm confronting my greatest fear by bird watching. Yeah, I went to Michigan to visit my family, and I basically spent five days uh, watching my parents use their iPad. So it was a real fun time. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I had this awkward moment, and I think our listeners can identify of the you're with your family on uh, during the Boxing Day fixtures, and you know my folks and my wife know that I'm really passionate about the Premier League, and they're like, "Oh, is there a game on? You should turn it on and watch it." And and I have to be like, no, no, I can't turn it on. And But my brain is saying like, yeah, they're letting you turn on the game. Just turn on the game and watch it. <laughs> they don't know you're going to turn into a monster if the games come on. Yeah. Also, yeah, I take one look at my wife and she's like, don't you dare for a second turn on that game. I will crush <laughs> you like a pipsqueak. Well, because some people, I'm sure there are people out there who can casually watch a game and hold a conversation. Uh, our friend Trevor, who has been a guest on the podcast before, is able to watch a game, like able to watch multiple fixtures at once and like watch intently while still talking about things in his life or whatever. And <laughs> when I am watching a game, if I am talking to you about anything else, I am like words are coming out and I don't even know what those words are. Right. Yeah. I'm just like glued to the TV. And then, um, you know, it's actually when you and I watch a game together, I, I've joked before, we're like Statler and Waldorf from the uh, Muppets. Yeah, basically. Because we just sit there, we just sit there and mutter for two hours, <laughs> you know, like two, like, like two yeah. old men at a bar, you yeah. know, just I'm like, like an old man who uses uh, swear words that you ne- have never even heard before. It's just so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, we just watch both games, just disgusted with our fantasy teams and everyone on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, and, and who we've become at the same time. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's talk- We'll talk a little bit about how our game weeks have gone thus far. We're recording this right before the Spurs-Southampton game. But before we do that, 
maybe you're sensing as the listener that Josh and I sound particularly warmed up. We're really we're really hot vibing right now. And that is because, Josh, we just got done recording our first ever bonus podcast, which is only being made available to our Patreon subscribers. Now, we've mentioned this uh, a few times in previous pods, and this is, I think, the last installment of what we've deemed our December pledge drive. That's right. Um, but, so- but for those of you who aren't aware, we've started a Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash always cheating, we have established a way to uh, donate to the covering the cost of us producing the always cheating podcast. And I, uh, yeah, so if you donate uh, $2, so no, no matter what donation level you donate at, you get access to the podcast. And so the podcast we just did was a team by team look at all of the English Premier League teams through the first 18 weeks of the season. And then we project forward to the second half of the season. It was a pretty good podcast, I have to say. It was one of our best. And we also <laughs> revealed the location of Curly's Gold, if you're interested. It's, yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on. Uh, but at every different pledge level, you get access to some leagues that we've set up. And then the winners of those leagues get to actually appear as a guest on the podcast, or at least they're invited to, uh, whether they choose to or not is up to them. Uh, and then uh, we'll also send pins at a certain pledge level. And uh, some people have asked, you know, what, how serious is this commitment? If you pledge for one month and then drop out after a month, that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look askance at you. Uh, it's completely fine. And uh, it's if just you, a general monetary nod in our direction, and that's really you know uh, yeah exactly enough. <laughs> exactly, and you know we're just doing it for fun because we wanted to set up some more leagues and engage with people uh, you know to a to a greater level and, and maybe just by accident pick up some of our uh, you know the cost of running the website and all that stuff as well. Uh, but uh, in any months that we're not recording the podcast, we're certainly not going to be uh, charging anybody. So there's there's actually a hiatus function. So uh, in the summer, uh, we're going to shuttle that down, and no one's going to be uh, getting charged when there's no content. So uh, anyway, patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Uh, check it out. And um, if you want to join our, our knockout Survivor League, you'll have to do that by uh, – uh, by the by, the time the game week nineteen starts, which is the Hall Everton match on December thirtieth, but uh, you can join. You know, at any any point after that, you can still join. In um, the second half league, will actually all the points will start in game week nineteen. So and you'll still uh, be able to access yeah. all of our bonus pods and everything. And thanks to everyone who has joined since we last podded. Uh, joined the Patreon. We truly appreciate it. Uh, we're we're trying to keep this episode short because we're cramming two game weeks into one podcast. Uh, if we weren't doing that, we would have slowly read through every single name of all all right. of the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to get this out early enough that people could listen before Game Week 19 started. Uh, so we're actually recording this before the Spurs Southampton match. So we don't have updates on the uh, Hail Cheater Super League at this at this time. Nor do we. And the points update. You know, my points are still all over the place. I have Kane and Erickson uh, still to play. I have seven points coming off my bench. I had a, I had a. I, I captained Ibra, and I have Eden Hazard, so the, my week is not terrible. I'm actually not even – if you include my bench points that are coming in, I'm I'm not that far off the average. Actually, I'm actually above average. Just take uh, Ibra and Hazard, 40 points between them, assuming you captain Ibra. That's more points than I think I've scored in half of the game weeks so far this <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, I, you know, I had a tough week because uh, I, I got a negative one from Benteke to start my week. Uh, Theo Walcott didn't play. Jordi Amat didn't play. Nacho Monreal didn't play. I found all of this out in the first Monreal hour. Monreal gave you a one-point cameo, though, which must have been uh, even, even more It's getting. even worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even more getting. So uh, just a, a really frustrating week for me uh, in, in kind of a season of frustration. And uh, I, I just don't want to go on about it because it's, it's whatever. My, Kate had to, like, my wife had to, like, talk me off the ledge. The, <laughs> when when Benteke got, when he missed the penalty and then got the yellow card, like, three minutes later, I was, I was like, actually upset. Like, I was like, this is not, <laughs> like, I was like, this, this is it not seemed, normal. It, at so, that point, like, too, so it annoying. seemed a foregone conclusion that he was going to go off with a red. I, I was actually watching that game uh, uh, under the cover of um, yeah. not everyone being out of bed at my family's house, but it looked like he was bound to get a red card at some point. Uh, I know, and he—I guess in the, in the second half he just turned down all the aggression, which meant he didn't even have like a single scoring chance. It was—it <laughs> uh, was frustrating. He's so, been a funny player this season, yeah. Christian. If you. If you go back and look at the uh, at the always cheating Twitter feed uh, from like. Uh, you know, I don't know, from like, you know, the start of the game week to, um, I guess, probably by the time Ebro scores his first goal. I mean, it is just a like negative tweet. I think we lost like four followers because I was just like so <laughs> relentlessly negative. The Twitter uh, goes yeah, as so your fun. as your game week goes, Josh, and we exactly. all accept that. 
Exactly. As many people know, I, I'm doing uh, most of the tweets. Brandon, Brandon does the occasional tweet, but I, I, I'd say I do the the vast majority of them. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's if you if you feel a real meltdown coming on, it's usually me like freaking <laughs> out about something. I did chime in with. Uh, I think we only had uh, one or two supporters. Uh, I think Scott Gill was in there with an hashtag I believe tweet to get Hazard that penalty and that beautiful goal, which I, I think a lot of us benefited from. But I had a I had a slightly better game week than you, Josh. I'm now on 64 points. Actually, I'm on 62 if you count McCauley coming off my bench to replace Theo Walcott. So that's 66 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hazard with 10, Captain Ibra, Arigi with the own goal assist. Um, that was a, my one transfer was uh, Nacho to Arigi, and it was a total wash. Five points of five points. I think Origi potentially could have done better in that Stoke match, given that he started and Liverpool uh, did catch full flight against Stoke. But uh, I yeah. guess have to be satisfied with five. Yeah, and you got the Ozil assist and the Origi assist, both of them coming late. Like I mean, Origi, you got the assist like basically right before he got subbed, and then yeah. uh, Ozil picking up a very late assist in that. Uh, and then Al- that, uh, Al- Al- game. Alonso in my defense has uh, proved to be, as expected, the easiest transfer I've made all season. It's two clean sheets in a row. Right, right. Um, nice it, and easy. Yeah, nice, nice and easy. So that puts me at uh, sixty-six points with Cedric left to play in this Spurs match. So I'm, I'm hoping that Kane doesn't go buck wild. Yeah. So, and we've got thirty-eight minutes till that game starts. So we, yeah, have, so we, we got, the, the timer is on right now for us. So the, the way we talked about this episode uh, is. I think that what we're going to do is we're just going to look at the the so as as everyone as most everyone knows uh, the fixtures come pretty much back to back from here so we have we have, everyone has tomorrow off and then uh, December thirtieth uh, Hull Everton a game that I mean I'm, I'm going to watch because I'm an addict but that I have no stake in uh, there's like nothing uh, I don't know what I'm watching that game for. Um. <laughs> Your humanity, Josh. For humanity. All, all humanity depends on Mobicani scoring. And then we've got uh, got seven matches on on Saturday, a couple more uh, the following day, and then right after that, uh, you've got uh, six more matches on Monday, three more on Tuesday, and then um, the week finally ends with Spurs Chelsea on Wednesday. Oh, what a match to end on, too! I know, and that'll be the end of that uh, late late season dramatics. Yeah, and that'll be it for eleven days, I think. Right, because I think that the following Saturday, yeah, 14th, is, uh, I think, is the yeah, next fo- match week, game week. Yeah, because we've got an FA Cup weekend uh, after that. So uh, we've got uh, – this fixture is going to end, and we've got two more fixtures close close behind. So we'll be back next week with kind of a recap of everything that's happened so far. But uh, what, what we're going to do right now is just look through um, – Let's go. we're going to go fixture by fixture uh, through game weeks 19 and 20. And um, I think we'll, we did this a couple weeks ago, and I think Brian and I are both going to have two passes each over these fixtures because uh, there's bound to be a couple stinkers, and uh, we're not going to waste your time with, with those. No, why would we waste our, our listeners' precious time? That's right. Uh, so My let's time get right- is worthless. Their time <laughs> let's is get, valuable. Let's get right into it. Hull Everton. Ugh. Like, like, this is almost a pass right out of the gate. I don't I guess- know. I, I think this is interesting to talk about just because Everton uh, – Ronald – this is all about Ronald Koeman to me. And Ronald Koeman is just – too good a manager to let this Everton team slide for as long as they have been sliding. And you've seen little resurgences here and there the last couple of game weeks. And my prediction would be that Everton is going to smash whole city. And I think Lukaku is going to have a big game here. Um, We did talk a bit about Lukaku in our uh, Patreon episode. Uh, And the questions about, is it worth even entertaining the thought of bringing Lukaku into your squad, given the run of fixtures that Everton has following this whole match? And also just kind of the troll job that Everton has been uh, this last season. But I I do think this is the match to look at for Everton. They just they need somebody in that midfield to step it up and and provide quality balls to Lukaku and. I mean the you know the two goals they scored uh, in the Leicester match. Uh, one was uh, a goalkeeper assist, and one was a magnificent solo goal scored by Lukaku. Yeah. I mean, no, no one in the midfield is doing anything. I mean, Ross Barkley is 
like he's playing himself into the championship. Like he's going to be like he's going to have to move down a league next year. Like a, he's going to have to Stewart Downing it to, to save his <laughs> career. Uh, he's going to be playing for QPR next season. I'm, I'm uh, shocked that De La Feu hasn't been more involved yeah. in the starting eleven because that, yeah. like you're saying, the midfield has no dynamism right now, and De La Feu could really help them. And Kevin Morales, he you know, he scored in that match too, and maybe maybe he's the player to do it. I mean, he's kind of a streaky player, but he he is talented and. You know he's got what it takes. I don't know. I mean, it's, until Velocity comes back, I think it's really going to be difficult for uh, for anyone to really be that player. I mean, I like. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, how do you say it? Adrissa. Adrissa Gay. A gay. I think is how you say it. Gay. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. So he's We're he's a great player, but he's pronunciation, Joe. yeah. But he's he you know he's a deep line midfielder. I mean, he'll get the occasional assist, but he's like a you know he's more of a, a Modic type than a than a real yeah attacking forward so, or attacking midfielder so yeah I, i'm not really uh i never really seen it with this everton squad because i just don't know um who he'd bring in yeah uh, the last i would say is i actually even though i think everton might do well here i wouldn't predict them keeping a clean sheet against hull in this match uh, yeah. i'm not promising that yeah i agree uh okay so uh, that was yeah, the hull- longest qualified pass of all time it was. There's nothing to say about Hull either. I mean, you know, Robert Snodgrass, uh, unfortunately, is just not. Um, the, you know, I think the teams have figured out how to play against this Hull team, and that's yeah. just a Hull you know, is finally Hull, Hull, the whole squad runs through Snodgrass. Yeah. They've they finally come to the the breaking point. I think Hull has, and I think it's all downhill from here. Yeah, I mean, I think the the uh, the relegation countdown's got to be on for them pretty soon, right? I mean, they yeah. they might be down by March. Yeah, I mean, it was a miracle they they lasted this long, but here it is. Yeah, uh, Burnley Sunderland. Can uh, you know it's a, a a sad match for me because it looks like Jordan Pickford is going to be out, um, maybe for the foreseeable future. So um, it would, I would be have a fun match to, to play Pickford. Pickford in too. Yeah, he picked up eight assists in the Man U match. Eight assists? That's incredible. Eight assists. Excuse me. Eight saves. Where did the assist come from? Eight, yeah, that, that would be amazing. Well, that would be close to a perfect goalkeeping performance if it weren't for the three goals that he let in. And given the way that bonus points work in the FPL, too, I think even with eight assists, he would have not picked up a bonus point. Probably not. Unless he was yeah. Tom. Speaking of the other goalkeeper, though, Tom Heaton, who yeah. we, we counted uh, on our Patreon pod, 13 bonus points that Tom yeah. Heaton has racked up over the last 18 game weeks. It's incredible. It really is. And I think that, um, yeah, oh, God, I, I would love to. So if I don't, uh, if Pickford is out, it'd actually be in a situation where I don't have any starting goalkeepers. So I might have to bring in uh, Tom Heaton is the most logical fit. I mean, he's he's 4.8 million. You can play him every game week just because he gets so many saves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even if they're away to a team like Man City or something, you can still pick up, uh, you know, pick up, uh, you know, three or four points from him. So what do we predict in this game? I guess the only thing that I would predict for FPL is Tom Heaton to potentially have a a good FPL score. Um, Because I I wouldn't guarantee that Burnley is going to... Well, or maybe uh, Andre Gray is the other big um, ticket for this game week because Andre Andre Gray has been getting consistent playing time now coming back from his, his suspension, had a really nice take and goal in the last game week. And Sunderland's defense is crap. They're playing away from home. I like his odds for scoring. We talked third midfielders, I think it was maybe two episodes ago. Maybe it was last week's episode, actually. And you know, we didn't really talk about Gray. And I, you know, part of it was that he hadn't scored uh, since he'd come back. But now he's, he's played... He started and played the full 93 matches in a row, scored the last game week. We know that he can score just given what he did in the championship last season. We kind of, you know, we saw this with Troy Deeney a little bit last year where, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not really a, 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 a perfect comparison because uh, Deeney wasn't suspended for four games for racist tweets. Uh, but Deeney started a little, he was, he was a great goal scorer in the championship, uh, started kind of slow in the premier league and then really came on in the second half of the season. Um, cause he's such a natural goal scorer and Andre Gray is the same way. So at 6.1 million. And I think that his ownership is, it's super low. Yeah. It's 2.8%. So, um, you know, I, interesting option. I mean, if you're looking for differential and you're trying to free up money for someone like Sergio Aguero, then uh, I think Heaton is, uh, or not Heaton, excuse me, uh, Andre Gray is an interesting option. Yeah, I, I agree. A scoreline prediction, I, I mean, maybe Burnley edges it in a 2-1, 2-1 result. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds about right Defoe's, to me. Defoe's due for something. Yeah, it's, he's, exactly. I mean, I, I you know, it's. It's always dangerous to play the do game, but Defoe, Defoe scores so much in general. I mean, he's the only 
he's the only guy who can score on that team. So yeah. uh, it seems like he's he probably is due for a goal. Right. All right. Next up, it's Chelsea versus Stoke, and I think. It's at Stamford Bridge. Stoke is coming off a bit of a beating uh, received uh, from received from Liverpool. I think that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and Diego Costa is going to be back from uh, his yellow card suspension. Captain Costa, perhaps against Stoke. Yeah, I mean, as uh, yeah, I mean, how many how many uh, clean sheets in a row is it now for Chelsea? Is it nine, maybe? Uh, it is incredible. It, Courtois had some really uh, great yes. saves as well. It was, it, yeah, it was like the universe conspired to give them another claim. I guess, no, they don't have, it's it, no, because they, they conceded uh, in the City match and the Spurs match, but kind of wrapped around that, you've got like, I don't know, you got a million clean sheets. Yeah, right, right, four, right. Four, four in a row, and then it was six in a row before that. I mean, let's see what Jonathan Walters has to say about that, though, Josh. Uh, Walters, he's gonna he's gonna pulverize that Chelsea defense. <laughs> three, three, four, five goals from Walters. What a strange cast of of strrikers they have there at Stoke with Peter Crouch and Walters, and then I can't uh, believe Crouch is still Mon- in the league. I, it's amazing, you know, he's still starting sometimes. It's incredible. He seems like a fun guy. He's he's probably top ten Premier League players. Yeah. I'd like to have a beer with. I like Joe Allen long term. I don't like him for this Chelsea match. Obviously, uh, five point two million. He does free up funds for an, uh, you know, a Hazard to Alexis move or something like that, or even uh, uh, I don't know, maybe Gilfie Sigurdsson to Hazard or to Allen, and then you bring in Aguero for Kane. I don't know. There's like Joe Allen makes a lot of things happen from a <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, and he scores just enough that you can start him every week as a fourth midfielder, especially once this Chelsea match is over. Yeah. The one other thing we should highlight for Stoke is that uh, Grant, their their loney goalkeeper from Derby County, it looks like Stoke because Jack Butland is, has had another issue with his his injury. It looks like it's another two months at least before he's back. They're trying wow. to negotiate an extended permanent loan deal for Grant, which you're talking about bringing in cheap goalkeepers, Josh, to replace Pickford. Um, he's won not not just in time for this Chelsea match. Sure, sure, I'm sure Chelsea's going to score a few goals, but yeah, he's got to be on your radar. To get back to your question, the answer asked like eight minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I think that Diego Costa is a great captain option for this game. He's probably the captain option. I mean, the other well, okay, I guess Ibra is captain option one, and then. Costa's like captain option one a right, especially because he's he was you know he's effectively rested for the uh, the Boxing Day fixture, and so he should be fresh. And uh, I mean, Stoke just conceded four goals to Liverpool, and they're on less rest. I mean, it's, it's yeah. it could get really ugly. It could, yeah. I think we'll get we'll in in two match time we'll get to the other the one b captain option, right, right. Uh, but before that, it's it's Leicester City. Are we done with Chelsea Stoke? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, Leicester West Ham. It's two, not two, looking... two crap teams. Yeah, I I think that uh, West Ham actually might win this game. West Ham are in kind of a sneaky good run right now. They haven't looked. I mean, okay, they looked okay at Swansea, but Swansea were basically like trying to get Bob Bradley fired. I think mm-hmm. so, and they, and they got their wish. Uh, certainly, the fans got their wish. Uh, they so West Ham won three in a row, and then they actually drew in the Liverpool match before that. So they picked up ten points in the last twelve. And my boy Antonio back on the radar. Six point seven million uh, picked up. Uh, he has two goals and an assist in the last four matches. Uh, you know he had that bad run. I, the, you know he was sort of a victim of. He was so good at the start that everybody brought him in, and then he didn't do anything for like five or six game weeks, and so yeah. it's kind of obscured the fact that he's actually been pretty good the last few game weeks. He's perhaps he's got, West Ham's best player. Yeah, he has th- three goals in the last uh, seven matches, and uh, you know, which may not seem like a huge return, but it's a really good return for a six point seven million midfielder. No, I totally agree. Um, and they're and they're not playing in Haymaker Central, which is London's Olympic Stadium, the London yeah, Stadium. I know it's, it'd be nice if he picked up more bonus points. He's only on three bonus points. For, I'm not really. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't pick up more bonus points. I mean, he does. I feel like he tracks back and, you know, I, I, I mean, sometimes he's not, he doesn't really play as a, as an attacking midfielder often, you know, so you'd think he'd, he'd have interceptions and, yeah, it's and difficult uh, to say. you know, yeah, I don't know. Take ons. I don't know. It's, it's a little, it's kind of surprising. If anybody understands why Antonio doesn't get more bonus <laughs> points right into the podcast and let us know. Send PowerPoint decks to yeah. our attention. 
So I think West Ham is going to, the Leicester slide is going to continue. I think West Ham is going to win 2-1. Yeah, I, 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 I think I would go along with that logic. It's, uh, no, I could see it going the other way where Leicester, <laughs> Leicester's playing it for their home fans. Uh, actually, I'm going to, for argument's sake, I'm going the other way. I say Leicester is, is well aware of the slide that they're on. Their home fans deserve better during the festive period. They're going to step it up. They're going to bring, bring their A game. And uh, it's going to be two one Leicester City. All right. Well, Hooks, uh, you know, Robert Hooth and Christian Fuchs have both been rested, so uh, that might augur well. I mean, they're 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 more fresh, and uh, I, I like don't know. Leicester, you, you sort of married them like Bradjolina. Hooks, <laughs> I did. Hooks uh, with with yeah with the with the Hooks defense back in place, they should be like Danny Simpson has got to go right like. Danny Simpson should not be playing for he Leicester. Fell, he fell backwards into that uh, title trophy last season. I know. I mean, he was he was, he was great the one that almost season. blew it for them too. He got that red card during the Arsenal match. I know. I know. Bit of All right, Man U Middles Middlesbrugger, the big burger. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United Ibra, even though he's old man Ibra, looks like a certainty to start this match, and he is on I an incredible would think role. So. Yeah, eight goals in eight matches. And, uh, yeah, you, you could see him putting a few up against Middlesberger. He's, I mean, even if he doesn't start, you could see him coming on as a sub and scoring. I mean, he's just, he looks so, the way he's linking up with Pogba right now is fantastic. It just, he looks, he looks great. Um, he's the player I'm planning to captain uh, at the moment. Okay. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, you, the only reason you wouldn't captain him is the fear that he might not start. And I, unless Mourinho comes out and says that he's, going to rest him then i think that you can go ahead and and assume that he's going to play yeah what i really like about his style too is um he is really looking for his teammates at every opportunity he really sees himself as the focal point of that of that locker room and and he's not just looking to do the mls job of like david via does for nycfc like give me the ball and i will see if i can score a goal yep exactly exactly um South, wait, we're just blasting through these, aren't we, Brandon? Uh, Southampton, you know why? Because we enjoy sports and we enjoy talking. <laughs> exactly. <And> we, <laughs> we just South, get lost in our own conversation. We do. Uh, we're, we're, we're wildly entertaining is what we are. Uh, Southampton, West Brom, borderline pass. Not because there aren't fantasy things to talk about, but because I feel like this game is so predictable. This is like a nil-nil game, and then someone like Stephen Davis scores in like the 77th minute, and Southampton wins one nothing. Yeah, I'm weirdly excited to watch this game because I do <laughs> that feel— That is weird. <laughs> I feel like they're very evenly matched, and the West Brom of this season is very sort of—it's it's almost non-pulist. They're, they have some bright attacking flair— and Southampton is just a quality team playing at home. I think it's going to be a really well-matched game. And you could expect it to be a good one. But yeah, FPL-wise, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anything. I mean, maybe if you... Did you just say start a Southampton or West Brom defender? It doesn't matter? No, I, I mean, I think that... I think that I could West have Brom Cedric cons- and Macaulay playing in this I, game. I, I think that West Brom will concede a goal. I mean, they... I don't know. I think that... Southampton at home. I, I guess I, I kind of want to see what Jay Rodriguez looks like in the in this afternoon's Spurs match. You know, I think he's a player that I would like. You know, if Theo Walcott is actually out, then I don't know. I mean, Walcott I might still hold, but you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson to Jay Rodriguez would be kind of a you know free up some money for me. Watch, um, watch Rodriguez's form against Spurs, and also watch at, watch at what minute he gets substituted. Because right, right. because of his, all of Rodriguez's injuries, I think yeah. how long he plays against uh, Spurs will determine if he may or may not get that start against West. That Brown. is true. I mean, is there is there really any? The, the problem with Southampton is they I think they play three matches in eight days or something like that. So are they really going to play J Rod that many times? And they're, they're not going to. There's no way. So he'll probably just not even make the eighteen for one of these three fixtures. Yeah, and if you say Southampton is destined to score against West Brom, if it's not Rodriguez, I don't know who who's going to score that goal. Yeah, don't I don't know either. They have a lot of attacking uh, threat at the moment. They need to bring back Graziano Pele. <laughs> You'd be the, the, world's most, the world's top paid 
soccer player, Graziano <laughs> Pele. Graziano Pele. Uh, yeah, Shane Long has done nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like J Rod as an option. I mean, I, I guess he, they're probably going to play him as a striker, right? I guess he he played yeah. that way. Uh, um, yeah, if not the, a false uh, nine. Yeah, in the Bournemouth match, he played that way. So yeah, I could I could I could see him. Yeah, I'm we'll see. Say, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I, I would err toward a, a nil nil draw in this match. Okay, I see. I see Southampton scoring a late goal, but it's going to be like Cuckoo Martina or, or <laughs> Steven, someone that no one in fantasy. Don't has say Cuckoo Martina because that means Cedric doesn't play. That would be very sad for me. Swansea Bournemouth. What do you do, in Swansea Bournemouth? Well, I'm very curious to see who's going to be if they're going to have a full time manager at Swansea uh, at this match. There was, you know, the inevitable Jurgen Klinsmann rumor just surfaced on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I just can't believe that would be true. But Bournemouth, uh, I think one of my one of my nailed on transfers going into this game week is going to be Nathan Ake, because I've got uh, Britos on a yellow card suspension, and uh, Bournemouth has looked great so far this season. Oh, I love that move. Nathan Ake to me is the if if I were wild carding right now, he'd be the first player on my team. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Bournemouth will put a few past the Swans. They'll, the Swansea will put up a fight, given that they've just lost their manager. But will they? I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of team spirit they. I, I mean, it's not like they're Leicester or something where they have this. I mean, they've traded away all their spirited players, you know, yeah. like Ayu and uh, and. Um, I mean, yeah, it's uh, true. and Gilfie Sigurdsson, Ashley Williams. Sigurdsson looks like the guy in the office where he's just like surrounded by a bunch of incompetent boobs, and he and he's like, "Well, I'll yeah. do my job, but I don't really don't know <laughs> know what the point is." Yeah, I, I, I we need we need Mitchell Maynard to do one of his bad photoshops, and it's I want Gilfie Sigurdsson's face on Jim from the office's body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing the Jim, doing the Jim face, <laughs> or uh, for our, the the U, fans of the UK office, who is the Jim equivalent? Uh, well, the Mar- Martin. Freeman character. Yeah, the Martin Freeman character. Either one will work, Mitchell, but we expect a Photoshop on our desks by uh, December 31st. I would expect anyone who has been patient enough with Callum Wilson might get a reward in this match. Um, Yeah, do you think so? I I don't know. I mean, is he even going to start? The way they're managing Callum Wilson's minutes... Okay, are they managing his minutes, or is he just not always a consistent starter anymore? It seems like he's... I don't know. He's kind of all over the place, you know. He's not really uh, a phobe has been battling him out for for starting yeah, spot. And a phobe looks good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know even know if Callum Wilson will start start this match. All right. So I mean, how many goals? How many goals could you conceivably see Bournemouth putting past Swansea here? Two, two, and let's call it a day. Yeah. How about three? And we'll call it a three-one Bournemouth win. All right. I, I think we. I think we got there. All right, then then we got the big daddy of Saturday the thirty first, the last match of uh, of twenty sixteen, and what a what yeah. a terrible year it's been. But we'll finish with a great <laughs> match, Liverpool Man City. Yeah, it's a weird game because I currently don't have any player from either team. I mean, it's crazy not to have a Liverpool or City player right now. But the only City fantasy asset I would want is Sergio Aguero, and you know Kevin De Bruyne is just not consistent enough right now i mean he, he kind of was the start of the no. season but yeah and raheem sterling i, I mean he's he's down to 7.5 million and it, it becoming decent value again but it's just like how many times can you have sterling and go through these stretches of four or five weeks where he doesn't do anything and he doesn't look like he knows what to do and i'm also a little worried about i mean okay it's not going to happen in this match but let's say i bring in raheem sterling is he going to play 90 minutes in this game and then 90 minutes in their game two days later i don't you you can't ignore the narrative factor of sterling uh coming to anfield i know it's, yeah. it's been a while since that transfer went through but he'll be up for this match but sometimes that makes you better sometimes it makes you worse you know sometimes it means you try too hard and you He'll sky eight over the box or something like that. Well, you know, you, if you just look at that uh, Andre Ayew goal uh, against Swansea, look, that was just a straight-up inevitability where <laughs> uh, Fabianski just palms it into Ayew's path. Yeah. Like, All right, yeah. you used to play here, so there you go. <laughs> so Liverpool, uh, I think they're going to win this match. I, I Well, God, I'm really excited about this match. Just from like, this is actually a pure watch for me because I don't have any players in this game. So yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, well, I... Yeah, and... I have Origi at the moment, and the debate I'm having, I have two free transfers right now. So if it's Britos to Ake, the question is, um, is it Origi or Kapu? That's the second transfer. 
Yeah, I think Kapu. It's like you got to get rid of Kapu. Yeah, he's done nothing in the last ten games. He weeks. has done nothing, and you would assume Origi starts in this match. I mean, what he he is favored in this Coutinho less Liverpool squad, and he was subbed around the seventieth minute or thereabouts against Stoke. So he he should be a rel- relatively fresh. You wouldn't start D- uh, Daniel Sturridge against City. Well, he looked pretty good when he came on, but I, I don't know. He could start, but I, I think that Origi probably has earned his spot. And uh, Origi long-term is an interesting option, too, because I think he'll continue to play with, with Sadio Mane, leaving for the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can you can play Origi as a tacky midfielder, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole – I mean, the way that Klopp plays, you don't necessarily need a center forward anyway, so – uh, all right. Uh, so I'm going to, I guess if I had to predict this one, I'm trying to think what would hurt me least from a fantasy perspective. You know, Guerra's back for this game too. Uh, how about a two, two draw? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, I, I, I think city is probably going to look better than you think they're going to look in this match. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, it's, it's, they just might. A, it's a hard one to call. I think two, it's a hard one to call about appropriate. Yeah, maybe a um, let's say a Lalana goal, an Aguero goal. Oh, Lalana! Do we have to talk about him? I mean, he. Yeah. Uh, well, we should because at seven point five million, he is the perfect guilty Sigurdsson swap. I mean, it's it's. I think Segi is seven point five right now too. I mean, yeah. it's just it's like for like. Well, like for like, except one player is consistently scoring, and the other player is surrounded by terrible players. I just so wish Lalana never got injured during that international break because i had him then he was great and i, I got yeah. away from, he got away from me well the team looked a lot different once coutinho went down i mean you know six six weeks ago or so coutinho and Firmino were the two must-own players and um yeah. you know six weeks later and we're not even they're not even on our radar right i mean Firmino yeah. did score but this is a slightly lucky goal, right? I mean, it hit both posts, and uh, he has not looked the same since. It was like uh, one of those basketball shots where the ball just sort of like loops around the hoop about ten times <laughs> yeah, before exactly. it falls, falls through. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not convinced. I know he looked a little better in the Everton match too, but I, I'm not convinced that Firmino is a great fantasy option until Coutinho returns, which um, is there was talk about him coming back by Boxing Day, but now. Uh, Klopp said that he's got to, you know, it's, you can't rush these things. And uh, I don't think we'll see him back until after uh, game week 20. Yeah. It's a funny match. It's a battle of two teams that have a lot of great players, but none to immediately recommend for your squad. Yeah. Uh, Watford Spurs. Uh, so you're talking about maybe getting rid of Harry, dropping Harry Kane for Diego Costa. I would love to have Harry Kane. For this um, one match. For this yeah. one match. However, it's sort of like you can't – it's a, another instance of you can't have them all. I love Co- both Costa and Ibra yeah. at home to to Stoke and Middlesburger. I'm and, probably not – I'm probably going to hold Kane for this match yeah. and then and then take the – like just re- hope that Costa doesn't do that much because after that match uh, in game week 20, not to just look ahead a week, uh, Chelsea will play uh, away at Spurs and – I mean, Costa definitely could score in that match, but he's not going to score like three goals away to Spurs. No, I I don't expect. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. I would not think. So we'll see what's you know this this one's it's it's almost like a qualified pass. I, I don't feel comfortable talking about Spurs until we've seen how they play in this Southampton match. They yeah. have not looked great the last few weeks. They've been they've been pulling games out, but they haven't looked. I don't know. It's it's just hard to judge. I mean, they played they played Hull and Burnley back to back, and they weren't convincing in either match. I mean, they you know they won both, but it wasn't like you watched that and you thought this team is going to challenge for the title this year. Yeah, though, and Watford is going to be going through some rotation because Britos is out out on suspension, so there's defensive rotation and what is largely a not good defense. Right. Right. Uh, so I I could see Spurs really cutting loose here. Yeah, it could be a good Erickson game if he plays. Yeah, yeah. All right, Arsenal Crystal Palace. What what, what do you think? Alexis Sanchez, uh, does is, does he get a rest in this match? This is would this... be the match to rest him, I think, because, well, maybe. Yeah. Palace, Palace having Allardyce now as their manager, obviously their focus is going to be a little more defensive, playing away from yeah. home, and, and Big Sam is that type of a manager. Yep. So how do you break that down? You, you you need a player like Alexis who's just going to run headfirst at that defense and try and break through. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Though Palace hasn't been very good defending in the air, defending set pieces, so 
me hanging on to Ozil in the midfield, um, maybe Giroud is a good fit to battle against these. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with Giroud. I mean, do, do you, does he go back on the bench or is he a consistent starter? I, I don't know. Sorry, by the way, if you can hear a baby in the background, that's oh, that's that Quinn. Is, yeah, yeah, that's that's Quinn in the background. But she's, I, I'm not abandoning her to record the podcast. My wife is with the baby. <laughs> yeah, there's there's somebody <laughs> tending to the store. Uh, you know, we didn't even talk about Sanchez as a captain. Uh, I, I, there's actually there's three great, three great captain choices this game week. I mean, you have there four if you include Kane away to Watford. Uh, but I mean, Sanchez at home to Crystal Palace. I, you have to wonder if the, if the Sam Allardyce thing is, you know, enough to, yeah, to make them a little more fearsome. I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I, I guess I, I don't know. Where do you, where do you put Sanchez in this equation? I would of, be, of captain choices for this game. Right? I would be slightly fearful just because Wenger has said he needs a rest. He he played his he played his balls off in the last game. I mean, as he does every game, and every game you say, "Well, surely he'll need a rest after that," and it never comes. Right. But I mean, we're just right dead in the center of rotation uncertainty with Sanchez, and I would just be a little scared about putting the armband on him for that reason. I know. And I, I, you know, this would be a week for me to actually bring him in maybe. And I just, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wait a week because I, I, I just, I, I have this, this, I don't know, this sneaking suspicion that he might get a rest for this game week. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see. The Giroux thing though, I, I don't think for a second that he's suddenly going to be considered for that starting eleven. I think maybe it depends on what the status of Walcott is, but the, right. this is the I, role I, he's been playing all season, coming off the bench and scoring goals. And though he did get the start on Boxing Day, he and he played the full ninety. I I don't think that changes his role in the squad for this season. I don't think we have any concrete news yet on Walcott, so I, I guess it's still it's still a little up in the air. We'll wait till uh, till our boy Ben Dinnery gives us an update later this week. Yeah, Giroud. I mean, at least in the next few games, gives Wenger the option of resting players like if Walcott needs another game week to get his knee sorted or if Sanchez needs a rest Giroux slots in nicely there and he's been rested the <laughs> like entire how, season I do like how Giroux just refuses to believe that he's a bench player so every time he scores a goal he's like so angry like there's no joy in his face yeah like it's like it's like every time he scores a goal it's like it's like he sees it as a personal rebuke to the idea that he is <laughs> he's a bench player he is the Ryan Reynolds of the Premier League just waiting for his dead Deadpool moment. <laughs> Deadpool moment. Well, maybe it's Crystal Palace at home. It would make sense. Uh, great. So that we we breeze through game week nineteen. Should we take a quick break and then we'll be right back to run let's, through the game week twenty fixtures? Let's do it. Same old podcast, always shading. All right, we're back, Josh. We are heading into game week twenty. They're coming fast and furious. And we were just saying we haven't used any of our. We, we we truly haven't used any of our passes for our fixtures yet. I think we each technically get two passes, so we could pass on four fixtures <laughs> in Game Week 20, just not discuss them at all. Let's do everybody a favor. Let's just go ahead and pass on Middlesbrough or Leicester. Yeah, that, that that one is just dead on arrival, that game. Yeah, I look forward to sleeping right through that match. <laughs> <laughs> which brings us right to Everton-Southampton, which is intriguing. It's the Martin Stecklenburg... Uh, Ronald Koeman classic. It is. And I, I mean, what a great, well, okay. Do, well, I have a Southampton player, but I might have Fraser Forrester. If not, this is a fantastic pure watch, Brandon. It could be. It's, it is exciting. It's a, a great stout defense going against one of the, uh, biggest strikers in the league. I'm really trying to paint a picture here for you. <laughs> Uh, it's like but, we're working, yeah. NBC Sports Network—they're going to snap us up one of these days, Brandon, with our <laughs> their amazing uh, commentary and build. I mean, up. how many times can we talk about how weird a team Everton is right now, and and like how much promise they have failed to deliver on? But I know it's, but they they, they have no mid. And we talked about this eight minutes ago, whatever. But they they have no midfield. I mean, who was giving them the ball? It's. It, 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 is, it, is Kevin Morales really going to be the difference? I mean, how this team is actually doing so well. I mean, we're, <laughs> they're like eighth in the table or something, right? I mean, it's, it's Coleman has to get a lot of credit. I mean, he's done his best to to turn Ross Barkley into a player who many have tried he, and many have yeah, failed. 
and he he also has failed, unfortunately. But it's not through lack of trying. I feel like he's like, if I do, if I bench Barkley, will that help? If I, you know, if I talk badly about him to the press, will that help? Like, yeah. what what can I do to get this guy to to play well? And it's just, uh, it's not working. I feel like this is going to be a tough one for Southampton, coming off of Spurs and then West Brom. I mean, West Brom is a really tight, organized team. They're going to have to work hard during that match. Yeah. And they're going to be traveling to Everton, and I, I, I think Everton has got this game by a goal or two. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it would make you – it actually makes a case for bringing in uh, Lukaku because Hull away followed by a Southampton team at home that's playing its third match in six days or whatever, mm-hmm. five days, something like that. Uh, that is a really uh, – that's a really tough run. And, um, yeah, you can see Lukaku picking up like four goals in the next two matches. Yeah, definitely. All right, Man City, Burnley. Uh, this could be Aguero's true come coming home moment. I know. I, it's it makes you want to kind of save a transfer this game week. Just yeah. to even then, I feel like I'm, I'm, I might take three moves for me to bring in Aguero. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Oh, you have to just blow up your team to, to fit Aguero. <laughs> you really in. do. Uh, I guess. Well, yeah. you don't have to blow up. You just you have to. You have to draw straws between Costa and Ibrahimovic to figure out who, because one of them well, has to go. Well, for me, it would be Harry Kane. So I yeah. would, I would turn because Kane plays uh, Chelsea this game week. So I could, I would, I could turn Kane into Aguero. I would need to get about one point six million in funds. So that would require me to turn someone like Sigurdsson into Robert Snodgrass, maybe. I guess that like I, I don't want to bring in Snodgrass because I was just bad mouthing him, but maybe Matt Phillips. <laughs> so Sigurdsson to Phillips would give me two million, and yeah. then I could and then I could turn Kane into Aguero. Uh, you know the problem there is like you just never know with Pep. Like is is Aguero going to? Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean we can say this about it, it's the holiday fixtures. We can say this about any any player and in, in any of these fixtures. I mean some people are going to get rested. That's just a fact. You can't really predict it though because managers never come out and say, "Oh, you know what? This guy's going to start on the bench today, or he's not going to start at all." I, I mean, wonder, no one knew that. No one knew that uh, Theo Walcott wasn't going to start this game week. Who knew? No, nobody. Who knew? Not me. Uh, one thing I'll throw out there about Aguero is I wonder if Aguero is a better if say you're comparing Aguero to Costa to Ibra. Aguero is the better striker for a head-to-head competition. Yeah, because he's more prone to big blockbuster hauls, and he will have the rotation threat. So you give up a game week here or a game week there, but when he's on, you're sort of guaranteed to win your head-to-head that that yep. week. Whereas he'll probably even out with Ibra and Costa in the long run um, so, over the course of the whole season, but they'll get lower lower point hauls week to week. Aguero's ownership is at seventeen point eight percent right now. That is probably like sixteen point nine percent dead teams. Yes, right. Like right. no one, no one, no one who's actively playing the game held on to Aguero for four weeks. I think I saw some stat that like the fifth most captain player this week was Sergio Aguero, <laughs> and I think the fourth most was Diego Costa. And it just goes to show that it's this. You know, not everyone can handle the the. the the hall of 38 game weeks, you know, it, it takes a toll on, on, on I mean, listen, we have, it's like 4.2 million people this year. We have never had more people playing the fantasy game, but I guess with that, like huge rise in players comes, um, a lot of players who just try for eight weeks and stop and, you know, so, yeah, but you know, you can't worry about that. I mean, it's kind of, it's actually, it's, it's frustrating because it really hurt my overall rank until I brought Ibrahim Fitch back. I was getting killed by all of these dead teams that had, Ebra captain from like game week three or four or whatever. And uh, I mean, it's hard to like say that for a fact, like I don't mean to say that like I know confidently, but I think we can safely assume that a lot of dead teams had Ibrahimovic and had him as like, they're just set it and forget it. Captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So anyway, uh, yeah. So, but if, you know, if you want to, you know, climb up the ranks and especially in your mini leagues, I think that Aguero is absolutely a great option. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's always fun when a player of his quality is a differential. I mean, it's kind of like you were saying earlier, like in, in you know, like in just you know, like in head to head. I mean, I guess you're talking about head to head, like, um, like him versus other strikers. But even sure. just like an individual head to heads, like it's, no, it's, yeah, he's I was actually I was actually talking about head to head competitions. Oh, you were okay, yeah. right? Okay, 
Yeah. So there you go. We're on the same page, Josh. Yeah. I, I listen sometimes. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> I half listen. Yeah. So the prediction would be City wins this pretty handily. It's just a matter of, of if Tom, how out of, out of his skin right. Tom Heaton can play. Heaton gets like 11 saves, picks up five points in the game, and City still win like 3 nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which brings us to Sunderland-Liverpool. You just look at Liverpool's fixtures. Uh, we just talked about them matching up against Man City. It's, it's just like every other game week for Liverpool. Man yeah. City, then Sunderland. United, then Swansea. Chelsea, <laughs> then Hull. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be really tough to be patient if you're if you're invested in Liverpool assets because here against Sunderland you see them doing pretty well. It's a very tough turnaround from from Saturday afternoon to Monday morning, uh, especially with such a big match on Saturday. I I do wonder if I mean I could actually see them losing this game. You know, like uh, I, I could see this being they've they've lost a couple stinkers to bad teams this year, mm-hmm. especially on the road. So I could see Sunderland winning this game like one nothing. Or two one or something like that. I mean, we saw, wasn't it? Wasn't it Sunderland Liverpool like four or five weeks ago? The 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 reverse of this fixture where they played them really tough the whole match, and then I think they conceded one or two goals late. Wasn't that? I think that was when Mane got the got the late penalty. Oh win, yeah, or, yeah, or, or, yeah. The late penalty. You're you're right. I'm scrolling through the old fixtures here, and wow. And by the way, Brandon, two minutes into the match, Virgil Van Dyke just scored. With a James James Ward Prowse assist, Prousey. I was hoping that was Cedric. <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening, I'm I'm very sorry that Toby didn't start. <laughs> you, you better hope Holyberg comes on and and does something special for you. All right, so um, we were still talking about Liverpool Sunderland. Uh, yeah, you and you think that they they could stand to lose? I. I wonder if Daniel Sturridge gets his final start in a Liverpool shirt in this match. It's yeah, I, I do. I do wonder. I mean, I, I'm sure that Klopp. Well, the thing is, if they win that Man City match, I actually think it's even easier to convince them to. It's easier to convince Sturridge to stay because what you're telling him is we can win the league this year, and you know we'll find you're going to get your minutes. You know, you're yeah, like you'll we're, get your medal. Yeah, you'll, you'll get your medal. Uh, if you can prove that you're a game role player on a championship winning squad, it'll be very easy for you to go almost anywhere you want next year. Yeah, you or know? or yeah. if nothing else, be back in the Champions League in the in the Champions League eighteen. Because I don't think it looks very good to be in a squad that's playing as well as Liverpool and try to force your way out. Like I, I don't know that his options will be as good as they would be, uh, you know, if you wait until after the season's over. Yeah, it's true. All right, so West Brom, Hull. Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna throw yeah. their pass in on this one? I love Sigurdsson to. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I'll make this a pass, but I'll just say before <laughs> I pass that Sigurdsson to Matt Phillips is a move that I would definitely consider uh, for game week twenty. Uh, it would free up two million for me, and um, they've got a pretty good run of fixtures after this. West Brom do, and uh, I could see this. I could see this to me is like a goal and an assist in three bonus point match for Matt Phillips. Breaking really out my really yeah, I'm really putting my put myself out there, but I, I it's just go it's it. a good matchup for him. Yeah. And also break out your West Brom defenders. Macaulay, Macaulay, you're looking really good to me right now. Yep, I agree. All thirty seven years of you. <laughs> uh West Ham, Man United. Another good one for Ebra. I mean the the man won't stop the won't won't stop playing. He'll never need a rest. Yep, I think that um Is this a captaincy option again? Probably. Uh, it's an interesting one. I, I don't think he's the best captain. I, the captains are a little trickier this game week. I, they are, yeah. All, maybe, the, all the good, good yeah. teams are away. I mean, if... I guess, I mean, if you don't have Aguero, you know, or, or I guess KDB. Yeah, it's true. Maybe Lukaku at home to Southampton. Or, right. I mean, if you're if if you have Lalana away to Sunderland, perhaps... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky one. Uh, yeah, maybe Sadio Mane. I mean, that's maybe his last game before he leaves for the Abram Cup of Nations. Yeah, that's true. His last hurrah, Sadio Mane. Okay, that's that's the pick. I think that's the pick. That will be the people's choice. He might have already left by then, though. I, I don't have the, the facts handy there, so don't don't trust us on that. But Yeah, should we remind everyone that we're punting yet again on the African Cup Oh, I completely forgot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did, I, I sent some links out on the Facebook and Twitter page, go. so yeah, we fun. did our, our half-ass best. Our, our due diligence. 
I think Manu will win this game. I'm going to predict two nothing Manu. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see uh, Mkhitaryan again coming into the starting eleven probably, and you know if he keeps scoring uh, half Scorpion kick goals like he like he did against Sunderland, then worth a look. Worth a look. Um, yeah, I just don't know if he's going to. I mean, it's like Juan Mata can't get a consistent. No one in that midfield seems to get consistent minutes, except for Mike Andre Perry. Herrera, who I used to like, but now he looks kind of crummy. I feel, I feel like he takes a dive every time anyone like swipes a hand at him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, Bournemouth Arsenal. Yep. Uh, well, a hard one to assess because we don't know if Arsenal's going to rest anybody in that Crystal Palace match. I, we don't know if Walcott's going to be healthy yet, so I. It's almost a punt just because it's hard to talk about this match. Uh, I guess I, I think that Arsenal will win. I think they'll probably end up conceding the goal, though, because uh, Bournemouth are pretty strong at home. And uh, maybe like a 2-1 Arsenal win or even like a one nothing Arsenal win would, would, would seem plausible to me. Sure. Of the, of the two Arsenal matches that we're talking about, I feel like this is more in favor of Alexis because this Bournemouth match will lead into an extended break for the players. And I think Wenger would be much more comfortable starting Alexis in this match ahead of, a, of an extended break. Yep. I agree. I agree. I mean, they are in the FA cup, but I, I don't know. Uh, he just won. He won like two FA cups in the last three years. He's fine. They're fine. They're good. Don't take the FA cup seriously. Play, <laughs> play Gideon Zolem and the, and the youngsters. Crystal Palace Swansea. I'm holding on to Benteke for this match. Uh, presumably Swansea will have a manager by then. Probably, probably someone like that will be disappointed by. But like, maybe it'll be Ryan Giggs now. That would you know? be fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. So let's say Ryan Giggs is the new manager. Swansea is a little bit better, but they're also playing against uh, Crystal Palace's new manager, Sam Allardyce. Uh, and it looks like. Just it's kind of breaking today is that Zaha will be leaving for the African Cup of Nations. So uh, I don't know if he'll be playing in this match or not. Uh, so I'm going to predict a 1-1 draw, a boring 1-1 draw between Crystal Palace and Swansea. You don't think that it's a like-for-like like to just throw Jordan Much into uh, Zaha's spot? Uh, no, I don't. I don't see <laughs> The Cardiff City's, uh, the former Cardiff City yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's going. It's it's the Wales connection playing against Swansea. He's got hate hates in his heart for Swansea. All right, that brings uh, us right, to let's... Stoke Watford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving on. Stoke Watford. Yeah, yeah and I'm going to use my my final pass on this game. I'm not going to fight you on that. What are we going to say about Stoke Watford? Other than Joe Joe Allen, maybe if you're if you're thinking about bringing Joe Allen, and this might be a good match to do it. Yeah, it's the it's the battle of the bubble midfielders, Capu versus Allen. All right, if you had to have if you had to have Allen or Matt Phillips, let's say for the next five or six game weeks, who would you pick? <sighs> maybe I'll I'll cast my lot with Joe Allen just to make it interesting. Okay, and I think I, I would go Matt Phillips. I feel pretty confident in that. I like that Matt Phillips is on corners. Allen looks pretty good, though. Too. I wish Allen didn't have such a propensity for racking up yellow cards. It seems like that's really um, – it's it's so boomer bust with him. You know, it seems like you're getting, you're getting 10 or, or 1 point right now. Yeah, I feel like you're still seeing Allen getting touches in the box and, <clears throat> and chances at goal. Um, he's been a little unlucky the last couple of game weeks. So, yeah. you know. I, I'm I'm going to stick with Allen there, but I like I like that head to head. I think that'll be a, f- a fun one to watch over the next few weeks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay, so Spurs Chelsea final match of the festive fixtures. Oh, baby, oh, is there going to be any eye gouging? <laughs> I think that Chelsea will win this match. I mean, Chelsea have to lose eventually, don't they? They'll like, lose eventually, but it's, they'll lose yeah. in like game week twenty four to <laughs> to like West Brom or something like this. Yeah, I think that I think that Chelsea will win this match. I think they'll win it. Uh, I don't know. I think I think they'll score a couple of goals. I, this, the Spurs defense is really solid this year, but they they're they're almost a better fantasy defense than they are a real defense. You know, I mean, they those their fullbacks have been fantastic, but they you know they've been they, the you know, Alderweireld has been um, you know it's really slow to come back from his injury and you know without him they're just the defense isn't quite as strong and um, I don't feel like they're able to initiate the attack quite as well you yeah. know I mean Alderweireld is so great with those long balls and so it's sort of you know he gets it out of the box and like they're just kind of they're they're going you know so um, it's true. yeah I feel like they're like, like they've 
they've gained some bringing uh, Wanyama into the midfield, but they have lost that attacking impetus that I think Eric Dyer gave them in that position. Yeah, and that's that's something that I feel like that has diminished their attacking threat this season. So yeah, I I, I do agree. Chelsea is probably going to win this one. I don't know. I don't want to say easily, but I feel like it's yeah. I think it's I think an easy one to predict. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Kane's got to go. I, I think I might burn four this game week to take out Kane and bring in uh, Aguero. I mean, it's it's it seems a little risky to to burn four to take out a, a striker as good as Kane at home. Mm-hmm. And famously, yeah, it's the, the Spurs Chelsea match on New Year's Day two years ago was the match where Kane really announced himself. Remember that famous match with I think it was he gave three yeah. goals and two assists or something like that, like twenty five yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, it was that was the match in which I was like, all right, got to bring him in. <laughs> This yeah, is everybody's hype. Yeah, I think his ownership jumped up to like fifty percent after that. <laughs> That's it. We've been talking for like four hours. We are we are spent. <laughs> uh, let's go watch this match, Brandon. Yeah, the match is is ongoing, and we're sort of chomping at the bit to get in the front of the TV. But but it's been great chatting with you, Josh. And good luck to all the cheaters out there through um, the the boom time that is game week nineteen and twenty. They're, they're, they're tricky game weeks because they're hard to prepare for. It's, they're even hard to talk about because there are so many so many balls in the air. But hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody does well and uh, they get lucky with their captains and and not as <laughs> that is that is the key for it. Get lucky. <laughs> Get a little lucky, exactly. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Find us on iTunes, where we encourage you to rate and review our podcast if you like what you hear. Uh, You can also find us on SoundCloud, where you can follow our SoundCloud page. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Um, uh, Tune in. I'm doing this notes-free, Josh. Trying to remember all the places. (laughs) You can find our podcast wherever. We're everywhere. Don't worry about it. And you can also find us on alwayscheating.com, where all of our... our, uh, our podcasts are posted. That's right. And uh, you can find us on social media. We're at, at hail cheaters on Twitter. Uh, and we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash always cheating. Um, once again, you can uh, find us on the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash always cheating. And uh, yeah, you can also email us. Uh, we're hail cheaters at gmail.com. All right, everyone. We'll see you in the new year in 2017. Until then. Best of luck. Mobicani forever. Mm, hail Poco. Go Cedric. <laughs> All right, cheers, Brandon. Oh!